Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, everybody. Sport of time. We are uh, now uh, getting even more pathetic in recording on a Saturday night. We did a Friday night. <laughs> nope. Got to be even lamer. And here we are. Saturday night. I'm Brandon. John is here. Hello, John. I'd like to challenge the idea that this is somehow not cool because this is definitely the coolest thing I've done all week. For sure. Oh, yeah. So why point. not a Saturday night? I guess, yeah. I mean, it's that or really nothing else. Yeah. Stu's here, too. Hi, Stu. Hey, Alexa, play the power loon. <laughs> okay. Um, that, that was a, sure. That was, sure. That was a request from Dropshot Bob on Twitter. Um, he wanted me to open the program with a shout out to the Power Loon and apparently to get people's Amazon systems to play the Power Loon. So right now somebody's, you know, Wade, let's say Wade is listening to this on a mm-hmm. Valentine's Day morning, probably, you know, warming the car up to take the kids to uh what's the, uh Jesus a church. It's called church. Um church. And uh it's got the sport of on that comes on. He's gonna get like some Bob Seeger on the way to our Lady of the Mysterious Wounds uh, Catholic Church in wherever the fuck he lives. Let's say Apple Valley. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> this was even more fact-free than usual, I got to say. So mm-hmm. anyway. So after that casual. That sounds like a pretty good Sunday. Yeah, it sounds like a great Sunday. So after that casual blasphemy, how are you guys doing today? <laughs> well, Surviving. Hanging in there. Yeah, it we are sucks. at the we're at the the nadir, I believe. Yeah, it's of just, just life in general. Just yeah, it's all it's all ganging up. I mean, I think if the weather was nice, it'd be a little easier. But man, it's just yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This I is made, you at could the end of a, January. I made some comments along the lines of, "Wow, winter is just flying by," because it had been a very warm winter up until that point. Yeah, mm-hmm. but boy, the oh, brakes got thrown oh, on this last week. Yikes! Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's um, terrible. You could make a terrible. pretty good argument, and I will that February thirteenth is a day that we'll look back on and say that that was the worst day. Yeah, that it's was five the below. Um, a week from now, ten days from now, two weeks from now, it'll be warmer, mm-hmm. and then a couple weeks after that, it'll be daylight savings, yep. and then a couple weeks after that, a bunch more people we know will be vaccinated, and this yep. is it. Yep. We are spending. The lowest of lows of our lifetimes, taking out all personal stuff, just in general in life, uh, together. I think that's heartwarming. That's what this podcast is for. Yes. We're not finding comfort in our family. 
No, 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 no. no. Our our families <laughs> provide up. us no comfort. God, no. Not We've anymore. been locked in our yeah. house. No. Do you remember that? Do you remember those times? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's over. She gone. She gone. Uh, okay, but we're here. We're gonna do our best, and I think the best way for us to celebrate the nadir of life is to just start by talking out the little pigskin, little Vikings football, the worst team that has given us so little throughout our lives, so much heartbreak. I Is there any chance that next year there's any light at the end of the tunnel? Because I know that they hired the Kubiak's child, yeah. To now run the offense. <laughs> and they're giving the Wolves a run for their money in terms of nepotism and country club, oh, I country think, club behavior. I think you can say it's worse than the Timberwolves. They're, Ooh. They're, well, no, because their nepotism is so bad they couldn't hire the coach's son because he already got hired. So they had to hire a different coach's son. <laughs> instead of a qualified, instead instead of a qualified black man, so that's cool. Yeah. Great, great team that we. They're on. they're running out of sons. Oh, that's Christ. how. Just, just, oh, God, it's it's indef- it's indefensible. I mean, everybody wants to get you know the Kyle Shanahan, the one good coach's kid, and so now yep. and yeah, it's just it's so silly. And I know when they have the number one offense in the league, people will throw this back at me. But, you know, it's so cold right now. I think we're going to forget that I was wrong. And that's important. Yeah. No, you're in the clear. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to be fine. I don't think that they will have the number one offense in the league. You no, know, so I sure don't either, Brandon. Not too worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Did we cover? I don't see it happening. Did we cover all of the Cousins rumors in the last uh, program? I cannot recall. I don't believe we did. I'd love to get into them. Yeah. I'm not even sure the Vikings season was over the last time we had a podcast. Yeah. Ugh. I think that was before the playoffs. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Um, so the- Stu, where do you think uh, Kirk Cousins is going to be the – he's going to be the Vikings quarterback next year. Yes, he But is. if we wanted to just get into – do a little bit of daydreaming right now, what else do you think could happen? Where could he potentially go? What are, What's the – what are the sewing circles saying? I've, the rumor mill. Well, the mean, gossip. The scuttlebutt. You know, I'm hoping he goes to Houston because there's such a cluster bleep down there that uh, they he could end up there just because it's they've already shown that they're banana pants. Mm-hmm. They like traded like mm-hmm. uh, DeAndre Hopkins for like like Cole's cash. I mean, it was they they traded him for nothing. <laughs> Um, they tra- yeah. The trade was so bad that the Vikings made a good trade by comparison. So that's all you need to know about that. And um, there were enough like rumors to where you could at least see, well, yeah, maybe that would work. Whereas, I mean, I think before, um, it's just like we're stuck with Cousins until that contract is over. It's, just, there's, it's such an anchor. It's such an albatross. You're not going to get rid of him. Just deal with it. But... I think enough. There was enough meat on the bones of the, the rumors that you could actually allow yourself a moment, just a moment of joy, thinking that they would be out from under that contract and have somebody, anybody else, at the helm. Be it, you know, I mean, Deshaun Watson would obviously be the best of all possible worlds, but I figure if he moves, it'll be like part of a three or four team deal. We would end up with like Jared Stidham or something like that. But um, somehow, yeah. But, but you get like picks, and you get 
cap room and you just basically you wouldn't have Kirk Cousins as your quarterback because you know what he is and he is not going to be what gets you over the top he's just Kirk Cousins he is just straight he's going to be the 12th best quarterback in the league and that's not good enough yeah so I don't know well you know the other thing about the Vikings though we this whole offseason so far really since the end of the season has been consumed with these wild rumors about whether the Vikings could get rid of Cousins and bring in somebody else. And it's kind of it's kind of strange to me because in no way is Kirk Cousins the worst part of the Vikings. No. It's not like a couple uh-huh. years ago when they had Case Keenum as the quarterback and then a pretty darn good team surrounding him. Mm-hmm. You could make the argument that, oh, they're one quarterback away, which is when they went out and got Kirk Cousins, which mm-hmm. was its own mm-hmm. fail in itself. But now you look at the Vikings and nobody is saying, well, if they just got Deshaun Watson or whoever, this would be a real contender. It's more like if they get Deshaun Watson plus somehow replace 65% of the rest of the team in an offseason, then they've got a chance next year. Yeah. Right. Their defense fell off a cliff, and that's probably not easily addressable. Um, but, man, it would be a lot of fun to watch Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Anytime we want to complain about being Vikings fans, we have to remember that Houston Texans fans exist. Oh, I can't no. even imagine how brutal that must be. Yeah, real bad. Two guys worth caring about. One just asked for and was granted his release, not even a trade, just like, please let me go. And the other guy is reportedly uh, refusing to play for them and, and desperately wants a trade. They, so. they put their youth pastor in no charge bueno. of the whole team. I mean, it's a... It's a the st- youth pastor should not be running a team. No, yeah, should. we agree. Yep. I saw I saw several references to that, and I was like, well, why do they keep calling this guy a youth pastor? He's an actual youth pastor. <laughs> he like, I was shocked by he that. He walks into the room. I was like, oh, he, like he just, the, you he know. He turns the chair around, but he just wants to rap with you. About JC. I mean, oh, yeah. that's just what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it doesn't lend itself <laughs> to building a quality franchise. And Houston like, is like one season removed from having Kansas City on the ropes in the playoffs. The best team yeah, in the NFL. Yeah, they were in the playoffs for years. <laughs> yes. And now it's like, they just started. There's, there's, a bar, there's a bar for front office decisions where if your front office – if your front office decision was made by Glenn Taylor and even Wolves fans would be like, somebody's got to do something. This guy needs help. He's clearly lost his mind. Then it's the worst possible front office decision. This drops below the Glenn Taylor Mendoza line for front front office decision making. Yeah. He at least kept KG around for many years. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Is there any chance uh, Kirk Cousins could be? What about the Niners? Yeah, I had heard that one too. I thought I read the Niners really wanted him. Yeah, same here because Shan- he played him. with Shanahan before. When Shan- yeah, Shanahan that makes sense. And they're a good team. And... and then we'd have to take Garops. Yeah, I think we would get Garoppolo. But I mean, just even if Garoppolo is not the answer, you get out from under the Cousins contract. It's the whole thing. That's as much as yeah. The key else. is not having cousins. Yeah, the key is getting out from thirty-one million a year. That's the key. Yeah, I'd take that. Yeah, I'd, I'd be fine with a year of garops and then draft somebody. Just 
desperately want them just, to draft a quarterback. Yeah. It's been so long. Yeah, I mean, there's there's people <laughs> out there. There's guys you can like take in the. I mean, it's there are there are options out there. Maybe the Dolphins want to move Tagaviola and like take one of the studs this year. It's, there's there's options out there if you can move that contract. And again, as we yeah. as we said five minutes ago, he's going. Kirk Cousins is going to be the Vikings' quarterback next year. Don't get your hopes up. Don't ever get your hopes up. You would. You know this by now. Don't it get your hopes up. If there, if you had a very inventive front office who was looking to just get buck wild, mm-hmm. there's for sure suitors for him. Right? He is good. Mm-hmm. He's not amazing, but he is good. We talked about the Niners. Mm-hmm. You could, as a Niners fan, fairly quickly talk yourself into, oh, yeah. that's huge for us. We're going to be really good again because he is a definite upgrade. Yeah. Um, you know, the Patriots, I believe it was our friend Michael Rand who mentioned the Broncos. From the Daily Delivery? There's a bunch of teams Michael that are Rand like... From the Daily Delivery from the Daily, de- Daily Delivery, okay. yeah. Michael Rand from the Daily Delivery podcast. Okay. Yeah, hey, I really enjoy that podcast. It is good. It is. It is good. I heard they had a guy. On, um, they had a guy on. His name was like Chicken Fingers Six Nine. Yeah. Like to, like to. I love that it was like that rapper. It was like SoundCloud the f- rapper guy. Yeah, he was on talking about um, penalties or something. I don't know. I didn't listen to his part. But it was like it was the good. fourth. Po- is the fourth episode. It was such a nice professional catch up on the day, and then once we were affiliated with it, it's full on conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 it was full on ten minutes of I'm just asking questions, just bump, bumping Incredible. right up into sl- just edging into slander, right? Yeah, just just borderline. I love yeah. that that that's how long it took for us to to muck it up, but uh, but no, it is really good. But he mentioned yes. the Broncos. There's got to be um, there's got to be a half dozen teams at least that would be able to see Kirk Cousins and say. Yeah, that would be good for us. I'd be willing to part with something to get him. Now, the problem is, obviously, as we just talked about with um, the Clint Kubiak hiring, Zimmer, of course, is such a creature of habit, or at least he seems like it on the outside, um, that I can imagine him just... I would assume that he just wants to keep like continuity. He's one of those guys, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and I know that he's not the final decision maker for some of this sort of stuff, but he's a factor. And I don't know. Do you think that he's on in the, um, you know, on the um, on the calls with Spielman is just like no, just keep him. He's fine. I don't want to mix it up. I obviously don't. You know, he's a thousand years old. He doesn't want to rebuild. Of course. Um, I, I don't know. You know, again, our our conspiracy theorist friend, uh, Chicken Fingers. I think he's his uh, point of view is that. Um, Zimmer did not like Cousins, right? Or doesn't want him, or Correct. not a big fan? Not a fan. Wanted Teddy back. Ah. Which I uh, did, too. It is funny too. how all of Zimmer's points of view are the same as ours, mm-hmm. secretly. Hmm. Yeah, that's weird how that works out. It is. Um, yeah. Uh, might be projecting, some would say. That's a thing that happens. Um so I don't really know, but is there? Do you guys have a any like uh, reading the tea leaves of if he wants him back or not? Well, you just mentioned the idea of Zimmer and Spielman having calls to discuss this stuff, and 
I imagine those calls where Spielman is basically Toby from The Office and Zimmer is like <laughs> an aging, uncomfortable roast comic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like Don Rickles at his most racist, mm-hmm. just saying incredibly hateful, awful things and people, everybody's son with a name starting with K has to just sort of chuckle along like, oh, good one, good one, boss. Yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty funny, and Spielman just has to sit there and take it because everybody hates him so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess what I'm saying is I got a lot of trust in the Vikings' brain trust to uh, really make some good decisions this offseason. Yeah, they're not going to figure it out. No. The most likely scenario is they will have cousins for like four more years, and then they'll probably get like – Matthew Stafford at 38 years old <laughs> for like Followed three more years. A year of Jim McMahon, a year of Warren Moon. We get McMahon Donovan back, McNabb. obviously. Wade Wilson, Sean Salisbury, yeah. we'll get them all. Boy, if, they get Wade, um, if, they, if they get Wade Wilson, that will actually be something, as he has he has uh, left this mortal coil. So that, that'll be a typical. Yes. Oh. That'll be a tough one. Um, it'll be some, I am it, comically it, tugging at my collar. Yeah, they could probably get Wade Wilson Jr. I think that'll be somebody's kid. Just, you know, there'll, there'll be a qualified black quarterback out there that'll just, like take, I don't know, you know, Sean, uh, Jay Fiedler's son. That'll be who it is. <laughs> Bubby Brister Jr. <laughs> Actually, I say that Bubby Brister Jr. would himself be about 40 years old at this point. Wade Wilson died on his 60th birthday. Damn. All right, oh, P man. man. Yeah, that's really sad. I had no idea that happened. Yeah, I think he had type one diabetes. Yeah, not great. He got the diabetes. Well, wow. so let's pour, this pour up. one out. Pour one out to Wait, that was... for, uh, for whiskey Wade. <laughs> that was a sudden spin into the ditch in this conversation. Good work, everybody. <laughs> I thought we were in the ditch, and it turns out, no, nope, we weren't quite there yet. Yeah, you always, yeah, it's not good. Not great. Well, it was fun to dream. It it's fun good. to it's, good it's to fun dream. to dream about where Kirk Cousins could be, not on the Vikings, and know that they're going to be eight and eight again next year, or seven and nine, or nine and seven. There's only three options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So, yeah. That was fun. Yep. All right. What do you think? Should we move on? Hey, transition. Let's do it.
Hard cut. Oh, boy. John, let's let's just do a tight five on the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. They make me okay. so sad. I'm going to get a beer. They make you guys me so sad going. because. Yeah, please oh. take your time. I I know that they're terrible. I know that many of my favorite players are deeply flawed in one or more ways. Mm-hmm. I think just about every player on the Timberwolves has a glaring weakness. Mm-hmm. And yet, somehow, I just am rooting so hard for this truly awful team in a way that is fairly... It's fairly new for Wolves fandom because the Wolves have had awful teams every season since they've they appeared in town thirty faithful years ago. Mm-hmm. They've just had awful teams and awful players, and most years when they were six and twenty, it would just be a great opportunity to give up and forget that they even exist because they're just so hateful. But this team, I am rooting for pretty much every guy on the team, like. They were my own children. It's like rooting for the ninth grade basketball team to finally win a game because they haven't won a game in two years, and you know all the kids, and you're just you're pulling for them so hard. Yeah. So this is this is different than like trying to tune in to see if like Luke Ridnour has a good game. You know. Exactly. Or like Great maybe comparison. Anthony Tolliver will hit a few threes tonight because you get yeah. to a point where like um, who gives a shit? I don't. I don't think care Wes if Johnson's Martel get Webster. Double digits tonight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they have turned away from the let's hope this retread um, sort of figures it out at age twenty nine, like the guys we just mentioned. They're all so so young. Um, they are the youngest team in the league, or at least I think they are. Um, Anthony Edwards is should be a. Uh, college freshman Jaden McDaniels is a tiny little baby even Nas Reed is 20 years they have like six guys right now that are under 21 I believe somehow Um, Nas Reed is in his seventh season with the Timberwolves and he's 21 years old I don't know where they got special permission to draft an eighth grader but his dad's in accounting and it was like a take your kid to work day and he just ended (laughs) up making the team so (laughs) which for the Timberwolves is pretty much how people get hired so Jim Reed, head of accounting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It is a. It is a weird one because I when when Towns went out, and there was a couple couple games just like mentally broke my spirit against terrible teams that they just got manhandled or blew a lead or something. I don't remember exactly which one it was that 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 broke me, but I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna not. I'm just gonna pretend they don't exist for a little bit until Towns comes back. Um. So I avoided them for a few games just because I didn't have any interest. But then Edwards started playing a lot more, and he's he's kind of the main reason to tune in, at least for me. But you're right. There's so many other guys where you're just sort of curious to see if they're going to figure it out some night. Um, I'm the same there's, with you. Yeah. There's so many guys that are like the 14th guy on the roster that they run off the bench, and it's like, oh, wait, I love Jalen Noel. Yeah. I really yeah. want this guy to do well. And then Vanderbilt comes off and you're just thrilled to see him. And it's <laughs> it's it's way different than the years when I was Im- imagining that Darko had a personality and oh, making boy. up things for him to say on the court. Though You really had to talk yourself into the Wolves during those times. But this, it's just, uh, it's it's so many really fun guys. It, it, it's got to the point that on the... Daily Delivery Podcast, which I swear is the last time we'll mention this. Uh, Mike Rand was talking to a 
I, I think it was an ESPN NBA draft expert, and he mentioned that the Timberwolves should listen to offers for everybody, which is true. They're the worst team in the league. Mm-hmm. If anybody wants to trade them anyone, they should at least think about it mm-hmm. because all of the players they have are not real great. But despite them being the worst team in the league and despite all of these players having major flaws, my reaction to that was, whoa, 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 whoa. We can't. <laughs> Slow down, pal. You can't trade my guy, Jaden McDaniels. We can't get rid of him. Right. No, it really is like, yeah, take the calls, try to aggressive, try to do something, but they're, they don't need a roster shakeup right now as, as much as they just need to like all be three years older. Right. You know, it's really easy to, to see in, and again, I know this is going to be comical. They are, my point is not, Hey, they're going to be good in a few years. We all know they're not going to be good in a few years. They're going to be a terrible team in a few years. Either uh, Towns will be gone or Edwards will have quit and decided to try to make it as a running back in the NFL or so, like something right. weird and crazy is going to happen. Or Ryan Saunders will just still be here. You know, there's a bunch of different <laughs> ways that they're going to be bad in three or four years. So I'm not saying that, but you're right. I think the point is... For the first time, and I have no idea how many years, the, oh my God, they should be desperate to make a trade to do something because this roster is so horseshit, um, is not the problem as it stands this season. It's a, it's a problem, um, but it's a new problem. We're not used to just, hey, actually they have promise and they just need to play a little bit more. That's, I can't remember the last, well, the, and I, I, I'm starting to realize, I've got some sort of problem with this season, but the year when Rubio was a rookie, and that was kind <laughs> Which of we the, mentioned on every podcast. Know, that's why I, I was. I started to bring it up, and I was like, "Come on, Brandon, think of something different to say." Mid sentence, <laughs> think of something different to say. <laughs> it, it didn't work, um, but that was the 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 last time you can remember being like, "All right, cool." Well, these guys again, uh, they're about five hundred at that point. It was kind of a surprise. Um, but their issue is just needing to play more together. That was going to be kind of the thing. Um, it's been since that season that we've had this be the specific reason, the fun reason that they're bad. Because um, they're bad now, but they're not hopeless at all. Um, I right. mean, they are. They're the Wolves. But um, but on paper, uh, yeah. they're not they're, hopeless. They're generally hopeless, but they're not specifically hopeless like yeah. they usually are. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the last six, seven games have been, uh, and I can't, uh, profess to have been watching a ton of them. It's kind of been in and out for me and, um, it's hard to watch the wolves now. It's like, I have to like borrow a login. Uh, it's just hard. Um, but they've been close. They've been competitive. So it's at least they've been watchable for, uh, for a couple weeks now. And that in wolves, uh, territory, is an incredible compliment. They've been watchable for two weeks. Mm-hmm. They haven't won any games, but they've been watchable. Um, yeah, they really, they really have made the leap from losing every game by nineteen to losing every game by three. I know, pretty cool, pretty cool. Um, Towns is a is a bright spot, of course. I mean, he just kind of mm-hmm. came back. I can't believe how much he's missed. It's it's really incredible. He was so dependable for the first few years, and now it's basically the last two years have been a wash. But he's a bright spot. He's worth tuning into. Yeah, I mean, justified, but uh, 
Yeah, it's I'm I'm glad he's alive. Let's put it that way. Right. Yeah. Sounds like he got hit pretty hard with COVID. That's just so brutal. Yeah. Uh, and Edwards, I would say, is probably to me at least the second reason you'd tune in. He's gonna do something three to six times a game that really uh, gets you out of your seat, which is which is incredible. Um, but beyond that, he also beyond those those moments is is gonna try. Um, a lot, and he's going to try to make an extra pass, which is the idea that he's anything like Wiggins is, I think, obviously uh, and clearly so far, they're not comparable at all. Um, no. Wiggins would have those three plays, and then you'd never hear, you'd forget he was on the floor the rest of the time. So, so Edwards has been a bright spot. We mentioned Jaden McDaniels, love that guy. Jalen Noel, love that guy. Nas Reed, there's just guys that are just like, you're not quite good enough yet, but it's it is kind of fun to see you try. So, <laughs> somebody pointed out that if you were to separate the wolves into the starting string and the backup team, there's really no telling who would actually win a game between your first string and your second string, oh, which yeah. is n- not a good place to be if you want to be a good <laughs> basketball team. But it sure is interesting to keep you hooked the rest of the game because ah, I want to see that guy get 14 minutes a night. We'll see right. what happens. Yeah. Um. I've been doing uh, this is basically just killing time before we have to to talk about Rubio. Um but before Rubio, I also the 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 non-bright spots, Josh Okogie's been terrible. I'd love to see him have 0 minutes and just be done playing. But he plays a lot. Uh so I don't see that coming uh, anytime soon, but man, he's he's struggling. one of the few guys. Yeah. He's struggling. And it feels like he's But yet a, Again, it feels like he's been on the team for seven, eight years. He's all, it's only his third year, uh, but this is now three years of him being basically unable to dribble and like missing <laughs> dunks and stuff. So, and yet I'm rooting so hard for him. Poor Just guy, so hard for he's him. trying so hard out there. I Look am at him. in Josh Okogie's corner. Totally, yeah, yeah. I would love if he could figure out how to dribble. Yeah, that would be it's great. So cool. <laughs> I'd love if. I mean, he's another one of those guys that you think maybe he's. Maybe he's using the wrong hand. Maybe that's the problem here. Yeah. Have we stopped to consider the fact that he he could be left-handed? Well, and you think about Jarrett Culver, who's now been injured for a while, but like he looks like he's going to burst into tears every time he makes a mistake. <laughs> so you again, yeah. you, you do feel like he's like your kid. You're like, oh my god, Jarrett, please Dude, just make the okay. make the layup. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Yeah. Your family loves you, man. We're all behind you. We yeah. all want you to do well. Ugh, I mean, D'Lo is not a whole lot of fun to watch for me. That's not my, that's not my guy. But he's, I know that he's important. He's just, yeah, I don't know. Um, but we have to talk. We have to talk about Ricardo. I don't think we have to talk about Ricardo. No, we don't. But he is the guy I was expecting to be the most excited to watch. And the guy who has brought me nothing but just pain and heartbreak so far. Counterpoint, he's the guy who needs our support more than anyone else. Oh, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving Ricardo Rubio. I will never. Um, I will argue with whoever wants to uh, argue with me that he's still good. Um, Still in his prime, as he said. Uh, But it's been been tough. 
I did some. Uh, I I actually uh, was doing a little bit of research today on what exactly has gone wrong for him, and you know, there's a lot of these advanced stats. There's uh, box a, like a box score plus minus. There's value over replacement player. There's like true shooting percentage. There's per obviously, and a bunch of others, and just sort of spent the afternoon digging into what uh, has been happening with him. And I found out something pretty interesting and the kind of the thing that summarizes why he's so bad. Uh, he can't shoot. <laughs> it is at all a little bit unreal that this was the criticism of him 45 years ago when he first came into the league. And I assume from how hard he seems to work on everything that he works on his shot a lot and it never seems to get any better. He is a career 32% three-point shooter, which is bad. It's not awful, but it's yeah. not good either. It's it's a little bit below league. I think league average is like 34% or something. So he's like a little bit below a league average three-point shooter for his career. Last year, he was 36%, which is really good. Um, and he was really good last year because of that. This year, he's at 19%. Just uh, how he's made eight out of forty. He has made eight three pointers this season. That's just amazing. It's incredible, um, and that's really the main reason that he's so bad. His two point percentage uh, is down as well. He's like you know he's been in like forty four percent most years. He's like forty one percent this year. But really, it's the three pointers. Um, he does not do himself any favors by the shots he takes. Every single one of them looks like. Uh, a mistake or an accident. He wasn't expecting to shoot. He didn't want to shoot. He's on one leg, a nine foot fadeaway that he tries to bank. Just, just really, <laughs> really ugly shots, like shot selection. Um, but you know, beyond that, like you look at like his per game sort of stuff, his kind of the same amount of rebounds, Maybe he's fewer assists, but he's playing fewer minutes. Um, so pretty much in line there. Steals the same. Turnovers the same. His free throw percentage, which has always been the weirdest thing, he's like incredible at it. 84%, 85% his entire career, same as this year. Uh, he really, truly, like the joke uh, that he can't shoot has been a very, very, very obvious and blatant and terrible joke all season long. He just completely forgot how to shoot. And uh, and that's been tough. And, you know, like some people will complain about like it seems like he was better at passing or he he seems like he's had a lot of really dumb turnovers this this season. I think that probably makes sense. Again, I haven't watched every single minute, but like Britt Robson, for example, talks about that a lot. Maybe that's happening, but it's not really showing up in like per game stuff. That's not actually a problem. Um, the problem is he can't shoot. And I don't know. I mean, he's 30 years old. He's not going to learn how to shoot, but if he could just get back to average, they would be a lot better um, because he plays not a ton of minutes, but a decent amount. So, And, it, and normally, in a, on a normal Timberwolves team, you would say, this guy's garbage, put him in the trash. But now it's like, do we? Maybe we can open the gym before school or something for him. He can just get some shots up before school starts. And, yeah, yeah, that'd be. I fine. would love that. I'm not John. I I want to just reiterate. I'm not. My love for Ricky has not extinguished at all. Yeah. Um, it has not abated, and it won't. But uh, yeah, it's been tough. 
I also want to point out, John, um, trying to see the positive side of things. You know me, Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky. Yep. That's what you call Mr. me. Mr. Positive. Oh, yeah. Sunny side of the street. Um, I want to remind anybody uh, who is still even sort of cheering for the Wolves, which probably is nobody, um, it could be worse. We could still be watching Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> That's your silver lining to everything. At Car least down, we don't have to Furnace watch. goes out. At least Andrew Wiggins isn't here anymore. Yep. Yep. Ah, uh, my God. And yeah, D'Lo has been bad, but uh, Wiggins, and there's, we saw this coming a mile away. Um, Wiggins does a couple fun things a game and standing next to Steph, he's going to have more open shots. He usually can make open shots. He, he's going to be a lot better for that. And it will just be this sort of thing we're going to have to deal with when we're going to have to continually be like, no, he actually still sucks. It's just that he's playing with Steph. Um, he actually still sucks even while playing with Steph. I just looked up some of his stats this year. He's very bad for them. Um, so that, that helps. That makes me feel better. <laughs> it little, takes this thing out of it for you. A little you. extra spring in my step, knowing that Andrew Wiggins, even in <laughs> the best situation you could possibly be in, still is a bad basketball player makes, making max money. So um, if there's any silver lining for us to get through this mid-February lull, just remember we do not have to watch Andrew Wiggins play for our local team anymore. Brandon, that's hateful, and I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, whatever gets us through the day. Uh, oh, that was my that was my wolves take, and I'm I'm with you, John. I think it's a good point. Really cheering for these these kids, these children, these talented children that that want so badly to win and still have no idea how to do it. All right, Stu, you can come back now. Stuart, are you back? Uh, Ace Fraley, Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, Peter Chris, all of them. You did, you nailed it. Oh God! Way to go! Sorry, I was napping. Sure. Holy shit! You guys Good went twenty. Nap. Nap. You guys did twenty minutes. Well done. <laughs> Holy shit! And it wasn't even all complaining. They're six and twenty, and we weren't complaining about them. They're just so. Yeah. They're just so tiny. They're just little tiny babies trying so hard to make it against these grown men. It's adorable, and they lose every game. Every game. It's incredible. What a weird team. Well, I think we should move on. Uh, John, I want to hear. I, I need an update on the Minnesota Wild. How have their last couple uh, weeks of games been? <laughs> they, they, has there ever been an 11 game NHL season before? Has any team <laughs> ever played only 11 games? I was looking at the uh, standings just to see how they were doing because I was curious. I know they haven't played much. I saw that there's actually a, co- a team or two that have played even fewer games than the Wild. I feel like the Wild yeah. have been off for like three weeks. Is this this must be a pretty common occurrence in the NHL, or is it a weird scheduling quirk? At any given time, about five NHL teams are have their seasons suspended because of COVID outbreaks, and wow. I don't know if that's going to improve because at this point it's starting to be fairly clear that. You know, in other sports, it seems like it's not passing from team to team. That's not true in hockey. It's clearly one guy gets sick on one team, and then he gets an entire other team sick, and so they both get shut down for two weeks. You mean the only league that has the mumps always has issues with COVID? (laughs) 
<laughs> the ones oh. that play in very cold air that's like perfect for the virus. Huh. huh. Every every year the wild have an outbreak of something that is just how how did everybody on this team get hand, foot, and mouth at the same time? <laughs> what happened here? Staph infections. I didn't realize yeah. that could be a thing. Jesus. And so it seems like, of course, there's no way of knowing yet, but it seems like they played the Kings a couple of times. The Kings had a couple of guys get sick who then got one player for the wild sick, followed by nine other guys getting sick. And so they may play on Tuesday. It sounds like they're kind of aiming for Tuesday, but I'm not sure they're going to have 20 players on the team at that point. And even if they do, Half of them are going to be guys who normally would be playing in the American League instead of for the Wild. So it's hard to be real optimistic about whether it will go well for them. It's mostly just sitting and waiting and waiting for enough guys to get healthy that you can start to see what the team should look like. And I guess... Is there any st- changing strategy from the NHL, like the league, to have this happen less often? <laughs> or is it just sort of like... That's funny. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, thank you. Did you, not, did you not watch the NFL this year, Brandon? Yeah, they just powered through it, for sure. Just for like, their, yep. their, their strategy was, well, if you get COVID, you get COVID. It's, it's going to happen, and we'll put you on a list, and two days later, somehow, you'll be off the list. But Yeah. But hockey is um, – you're a, you're a guy who pays attention to all the sports more than anybody else I know. Um, if you were going to rank the – which sport had the worst outbreaks or the most impact because of COVID, is the NHL number one? I know college football yes. seemed to – okay, so it's an easy – yeah. Well, college football was strange because there was really no plan in place for most of college football because they don't have the – they didn't have the financial backing or the testing plans or anything. It just was one guy would get COVID on a team and then 45 other guys would get COVID because they didn't do anything to try to mitigate that. And then their seasons would be canceled for four weeks. So it's college football certainly was affected, but it's hard to, it's hard to compare exactly because college sports and pro sports are different in the financial realms that they play in, you think, or, the ability they would have to standardize practices across anything. But I think, like Stu said, they're playing in cold rinks and everybody's in each other's faces all the time. I don't see how I don't see how you can prevent things unless you have people wearing masks on the ice all the time. That seems like the only possible thing you could do and nobody seems willing to do that. That's reasonable and impossible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like all, um, they I can wear so. masks, but then all the like you know overbearing parents in Minnesota will file a lawsuit and uh, say, let them play. Let them play. My little Carter can't you know fulfill his potential as a third string goalie if he's wearing a surgeon's mask because I was bad at high school sports. So sorry. It doesn't make any sense. I've got a nine-year-old that's playing traveling basketball, and they wear masks. And I told my kid he had to wear a mask, and he went, "Oh, okay." Yeah, kids don't Whatever. care. <laughs> kids don't care. I mean, it's the adults. They're fucking idiots. 
my kids will put their masks on like as they're getting their stuff ready to go to school and wear them in the car and not complain. Whereas, you know, us grownups are like the last possible second. Like they don't care. You're right. Yeah. They just don't give a shit. Anyway. I, sorry. Yeah. I have a, I have a friend who's coaching 10 year old basketball because his son is on this 10 year old basketball team. And he had one of the parents just go off on him and pull, pull his kid off the team because they're required to wear masks. Now they have to wear masks while they practice. They have to wear masks while they play. And, this mom was like, oh, we talked to young Caden with four N's, and he decided that he didn't want to play if he had to wear a mask. Sure, I'm guessing a 10-year-old yep. who just wanted to play basketball with his friends yeah. really made that decision that this te- happened to line this up This 10-year-old reading a blog post from the theory. Federalist Society yeah. is clearly acting on his own agency. Yeah, yeah. sure. No, it's Sorry. like when Chicken tells us what Zimmer actually wanted. It's funny how it just lines up with exactly what you wanted. It's so weird how that continues to pop up it's crazy man um so my question is so there's no real plan in place for the nhl to like try to minimize some of this or just going to power through well are they they, going to be they they keep coming up with things like they're removing the glass from behind the benches to hopefully promote better airflow. Now, does that sound <laughs> like a real strategy? Or does that sound like, I mean, it's like, oh, we're going to send everybody back to school, but we're going to remove the windows out of the classroom. So that'll promote better airflow. Or we're going to have a box fan. How about this, John? Is it possible that we could transition the entire season to be played outside? Um, it's possible. Fine. There's outdoor rinks. That'd be a blast. It's outside. Then they'd be fine. They, you know, outdoor they are going to have a couple of outdoor games. They should just be soon. all outdoor games. Doesn't yeah, seem that not? hard. Let's make this happen. Totally. Yep. Trademark. <laughs> but I'm sure it'll be just as fine as if they if they remove the glass behind the benches. I'm sure that'll prevent anybody from getting. Oh cold. right. What am I talking about? Why would you need to move yeah. outside? They have the glass airflow issue. Nailed it. Yeah, they're 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 trying to. I, I I thought I read that they were trying to do rapid tests in addition to the other tests, which it doesn't seem like that's a perfect strategy either. But sure, test everybody as much as you can. Yeah. Um, it's just deck chairs, read, though. Did I see right that the NBA is testing people three times a day? I think so. Yeah. That's that's good. Yeah, I mm-hmm. guess. I'm happy. It does sort of explain when you look at the stats of the number of tests that are done statewide. It's like most of these are the Timberwolves, I'm guessing. Yeah. Just from the Timberwolves franchise, they're doing like 10,000 tests a day. Right. <laughs> uh, do you think that uh, some of these like super duper stars have been have already gotten the vaccine on the sly? I'm going to say no. No. Because... The <laughs> the the absolute outrage that would ensue mm-hmm. if any of any of that came out would be beyond beyond awful. Yeah, it would not be worth the risk for like LeBron to get a secret vaccine when he actually could just get the real one, and they would justify it of like, yeah, he's on video saying this is safe, and that's like we'll set aside 50 vaccines for famous people for them to show that it's okay to right. try to get other people. That's how you would do it. But that does make I sense. Mean, at this point, 
you look at how the NHL season is going and the number of outbreaks they've had, and it, there's a little bit of me that wants to say, maybe let's just shut it down for a month until people can start getting vaccinated. And hopefully by March 13th, they'll be a little more widely available and maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing that ever happened to society if we vaccinated some of these pro teams that are playing for our entertainment. But right. of course I know this is not how things work. Nope. No, but it, it very well could in a month from now, right? When there's more like FDA approval for some of these new ones, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, well, but that's, what, I mean, that's the hope, but it's not going to be, it's not going to be, these outbreaks are not going to end until players are vaccinated. It's just, there's no way they can. Right. Well, that's my question. Are they going to make up all of these games somehow? Are they pushing the playoffs back? Or are they just going to be like, this team played 61 games and this played this team played 74 and, you know, they we'll go by win saying, percentage? They keep saying that they're planning to make these games up and they've got some leeway to push the playoffs back. But what's going to happen is they're going to get to the end of the season and some of the teams will have played 56 games and – some of them will have played 43 games and they'll make up a playoff system as they go along to try to be as fair as possible. And that's what they're going to do. It's just, there's not going to be a way around it. Um, trying to make it fair they, as possible, John, does that mean the wild will be the ones who get screwed over? <laughs> well, we, we know that, or it, uh, what does it matter? They'll be, no. maybe they will be the ninth seed in the playoffs. Maybe they will be the seventh seed in the playoffs, but Mm-hmm. Is it when it how, comes to playoff time, the league doesn't have to do anything that the Wild don't already do to themselves. Is it just insanely frustrating as a hockey fan to have this continue to happen, or does it feel a little bit more like, eh, it is what it is, and hopefully they'll get back I, soon? I don't feel like it is what it is, but it is. it does sort of feel inevitable. Yeah. And so you look at this and... There's nothing I can do. There's nothing anybody can do except not playing, and that wasn't an option for anyone. So it's it's funny when you look at even when you look at baseball, there are there would be great reasons to delay the baseball season for one more month, say, to say we're gonna start on May first instead of April first. Mm-hmm. And odds are by May first, everything is going to be fine. But it's almost also true that the people who are going to get COVID from playing baseball starting on February 15th or whenever spring training opens, the people who are going to get COVID are also the ones pushing for the full and normal season because that's how they get their paychecks. And so it's a little, it's, it's strange to, it's strange to look at the incentives, even when it comes to the NHL, the guys who are taking the risk are all the guys on taking the risk are all the guys that are on the ice that are risking getting COVID in a lot of cases are getting COVID, but they're also in some ways choosing to be out there. Yeah, totally. It's not like anybody's taking their scholarships away, but this is the only way they get paid. I think it's, I think it's difficult, but I don't, I don't know what I can do about it or even what I should, how I should feel about it in a moral sense. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, Yeah. It's a balancing act, of course. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't that know. Makes sense. There, there are no good answers. I was hoping that there wouldn't be terrible COVID outbreaks, but <laughs> that ship has yeah. sailed. So, hey, John. Yeah, I, I, question for John. I, yes, go ahead. What did Herb Brooks say between the first and second vaccination? Uh, vaccination. What again? 
That's pretty good, right? <laughs> uh, I I shotgunned a beer while you guys were doing the Timberwolves thing, just for the just so you know. <laughs> Hence the pronunciation. Was it of one of your? Was it one of your classic wintertime fourteen percent alcohol beers? No, no, no. Yeah, like, you had to chew it. A, no, no, just just a grapefruit supreme. Nice, nice low ABV one. Stuart, I'm drinking a Moving Pictures beer right now. Hey, that's uh, what I shotgun, so that's good. Juicy IPA. Juicy IPA. It's very good. It's tasty, if you like beer. It is tasty. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's smooth, and it's pretty juicy. It is. Well, crisp. It's crisp, too. Speaking yeah. of smooth and juicy, we should mention that uh, Chicken Fingers is actually out of town. That's why he's not on the show tonight. Right. Right. Yeah, yep. we, we did not mention yeah, that up top, so. I don't That's know right. where he is. I think there was like some mention of like two harbors, like some sort of separatist thing. I don't know. <laughs> he's like the joining Quebec. He's you know secretly French and he's kind of ashamed, but he's like embracing that mm-hmm. now. So yeah, let's go back to your roots, <clears throat> Stu. Can I ask you? Can I ask you a beer question? Of it's it's half a beer question and half a finances of beer question. Sure. And he, th- my question is this: How come any juicy or hazy IPA costs more than a car payment for a four pack? Um, more hops, and it's a bitch to make those. There's a whole bunch of why. Why is it so difficult? Um, because it takes a lot of like ins and outs and what have yous to make them. Ingredients <laughs> and resources. Could you, be, could you be more specific about ins, outs, and what have? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> this interview is over John you've asked too many questions don't come at Dr. Right. Puck like that I would love John can you imagine walking in and seeing like a six pack for like seven ninety nine of like a really good beer <laughs> that would be great yeah now six packs it's nineteen dollars it's a real it's, bummer. The six pack has really become the four pack. Actually, I've noticed that. That's right. There are it's four a four packs. pack for fifteen dollars. There's four packs of hazies that are thirty two ninety nine that I have seen. <laughs> yeah. And if you no if shit. Yeah, if you're paying that much, it better like you know give you a hand job and like drive you home. There's just it's <laughs> do not do that. That's insane. Don't buy thirty two dollar four packs of hazy IPAs. Well, it's another it's type much... too, where like. Any one, any of the hazy IPAs that are less than like six and a half percent or something are usually not that good. Like they need to be strong to be really good, which is a bummer. I love drinking one man mosh pit. I don't love that I can drink like one and a half before I feel like going to bed. <laughs> well, that's also age. Figure it out, Stu. That is, that's age catching up to you, Brandon. I hope you don't. I know. I know. Feel bad about that. I love pretending it's, I'm young, but I am. I am forty now. No, it's yeah. Wait, wait, wait till you're fifty. It really hits different then. Right, right. Again, God, I can't believe uh, it. But, I mispronounced vaccination five minutes ago, and it really is bothering me. <laughs> sorry, it's going to be in my head the rest of the <laughs> show. I'm sorry. Welcome, welcome to my life, dude. I know. Vaccinations. Uh, Did you get the vaccination? Fist. At least you're not saying things in a Jamaican accent like Brandon. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, man. No. Yeah, no. man. It's, it's Saturday. It's super A cold. vaccination. No, don't. Just don't. Yeah. Don't. 
It's gonna. I'm gonna get in trouble at some point. Yes, don't do that. I also want to satire. God damn it! It's a parody. I'm doing a bit. Every time now I see someone refer to Andrelton Simmons, I think of Stu calling him Anderson, Anderson Windows, Windows, and I yeah. laugh again. That's so good. Uh, yeah, you really so lost delightful. it there, John. I really you just didn't wouldn't stop it. laughing, and I wasn't sure what to I, do. I was trying to like move <laughs> on, and you just kept giggling. Yeah, I couldn't stop, so and it's giggling. happened during work calls. I've thought about it in the over the past <laughs> couple of weeks, and I've started laughing during work calls because it's funny to me. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you, John, how many times did you watch the Cat Lawyer video? Several. Several I did. <laughs> it's such a short clip. Had to watch it three, four times just to really get it at, uh, to begin with. You know, the eyes kind of darting back and forth. You didn't mm-hmm. see that right away. Um, yeah, I'm, I've got to be on, like, number 20. <laughs> it was There was a lot there. There was a lot to unpack. Yeah. Yeah. Really was. Um, how are you guys surviving right now? What's what's keeping you alive? Generally, besides you know food and water. I think honestly, the other day when Anthony Fauci came out and said, "By April, we're hoping it's open season on vaccines," that was a bright spot Uh for me. Yep. Because about three days before that, you, Brandon, had posted on Twitter a a clip of some some guy on CNBC, of all places, talking mm-hmm. about basically the same thing. Scott Gottlieb. And, yeah. And what, whoever that guy. I don't know who that guy is. It's like the FDA guy from a couple years ago. He's legit, I think. Yeah, but, I mean, fuck knows. I, I, I may have gotten him confused with the the White House task force guy that was saying that we should gather everybody together and have 500 people at a time lick the same spoon and <laughs> Scott that Atlas. would be our strategy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, not the same guy. Not Opposite guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so when I heard that, it was that was the first time during this whole thing where it was like, maybe there's a way out of this. Maybe finally we are coming down to a way out. Yeah, of it this. really feels mm-hmm. like Memorial Day. We might actually be able to see each other. Maybe. Hell yeah, which would be awesome. Yeah, just to get like a mm-hmm. full real summer. I mean, honestly, just for kids your guys' age, the kids in your um, yes. your your household, to give them a summer this year would be amazing. To let them like. I just well, want to send my. Go to I just want to send my kids over to their grandparents' house again. I want, yeah. I want to send them over, over to, to their house. place. Dave, yeah. Dave can I talk to them is. about my Billy kids Cockerum. too. It'd be great. <laughs> Just a long treatise on why Tellus Redmond was an underrated golfer <laughs> running back. God. I was not. I was not ready for that one. Oh God! <clears throat> I swallowed wrong on that job. <clears throat> oh my God! <clears throat> <laughs> Yeah. But well, I mean, hey, th- just warmer weather in general. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we had, when it was early December, a 35-degree day, um, you know, bonfire, sit outside, have some family over that we hadn't seen in a while, and it just was, like, so good for the soul. And you can do that. 35 and sunny, dude. You can you could be outside all day long. Yeah. Um, and so those are those are really coming up here soon as well. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, I think the 
hey, we can't see anybody has never been the actual truth. It's like, no, you can see people. You just have to be outside or you have to wear a mask the whole time. And for most of us, we're like, well, fuck it. I'm not I'm not going to do that. That's that's too much. It's not even really seeing each other. But once it gets to be a little bit warmer weather, that becomes a reality again. And and uh, it just makes the weeks move a little bit faster when you know you're going to at least see some other human yeah. being in some capacity that you want to see on a weekend. Yeah. And so that's... That little, that little well. endorphin rush of seeing, like, you know, somebody on Facebook saying, hey, got my vaccine. Hey, my dad got his vaccine. Hey, it's just like, that's, yeah. it does, yeah. it's, it's doing yeah. the work for me. But yeah, it's, it's the way, um, who, uh, it was Tom, Tom Petty is a singer, right? No. Yeah, yeah. singer, songwriter. Is that yeah. right? Yep. The, Race car driver. The waiting, it turns Tom. out, is the hardest part. It really is. Mm-hmm. He was not wrong yeah. about that part. The waiting, it's, it's, it's hard. You know, the um I had you know, I've been pretty fortunate throughout this. I've I think I'm not like an over like a huge um extrovert, so there's there's some of that that, that kinda just helps uh get through this and um of course have my kids and get along with my wife pretty well and there's been like stuff to do around the house and anyway, I, I know that a lot of people have, have dealt with it have, have had so many more hardships than me. I'm in the 90-something percentile of, of who's had it the easiest throughout all of this. Um, but I remember, and maybe I talked about it on this podcast. If I did, I'm very sorry. But a uh, month or so ago, um, we got one of those magnetic monthly calendars. Just a, you know, one of those dorky things you put on your refrigerator to kind of look at what we have going on the next month. And the day we got it, I started filling it out. Um, and my kid, like Jones has basketball practice. So I put all his basketball practices on there and I help coach. So that's a thing to do. And then I got done with Jones's basketball practice. And then I realized there was nothing else for the entire (laughs) month besides basketball practices. And that was the worst day I've had since this entire calendar year that just seeing it, uh, like visually shown on the refrigerator oh my God, for the next month, there is nothing to look forward to. There is nothing. I need something somewhere on the horizon, a trip coming up, even if it's three months out, or a planned, uh, you know, we're all going to hunker down and then see somebody after two weeks and we all get something. I I needed something and it wasn't there. And so that was, ugh, I just remember that being like the absolute, for me, like mentally the worst thing ever. But again, now you can start to see, like, I, I mean, I personally don't have any, like, penciled-in plans to see people. But, like, hey, if it's going to be 35 degrees, it's not that difficult to go and say hello to somebody and sit outside for a little bit, right? Or yeah. a month right. even from that. Like, I, my father-in-law just got his first shot. Um, and so awesome. we're really close to just being able to, like, very easily see him again without, you know, feeling anything and nerves and all that. So, um, Yeah. The waiting is the hardest part, but waiting when you've got a calendar that's got something fairly soon makes it a lot easier. And I think we can start to at least pencil in some outdoor activities or something, vaccinations or something soon, which will be, whew. Somebody yeah. said at one point um, that this, and maybe we've, ta- again, maybe we've talked about this, but it's been some very interesting to me to think about is this could be the, this, the uh, perfect mirror mood wise to last year last year started out fine january and it got a tiny tiny bit worse and then in like mid-march it sunk 
quickly. It was awful, right? And this might be the exact opposite. Just getting a tiny bit better every day, and then pretty soon we get a couple other things. It's just going to like skyrocket in terms of happiness and you know everything moving. So I do think that that actually uh, may be very accurate and true. So we're getting close. But I also like watching the Timberwolves, so why would anybody ever take <laughs> yeah. my point of view? We can't really trust your sense of fun. I, I don't think so. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope, not at all. Um, yeah. I, have you guys seen the old movie about a boy, Hugh Grant? Yeah. Like No. John, you didn't see it. Stu, you did. Is that right? I did. I did. That's correct. So... Hugh Grant is like a single dude who's like come into a bunch of money so doesn't have to work and he's talking about like how he fills his days. He has nothing to do. And he's not married, no kids. And he thinks of every half hour as a unit. And so he's like, I just have to like fill the time. So I go like, oh, haircut, that's two units. Shower, that's one unit. Lunch, probably two units. And he just like, when I started doing that in my head mentally to get through these days is when I realized I was somewhat losing my mind. <laughs> But I think that we are close to not counting units anymore. That'll be good. That's for the birds. You know, I, I've i mentioned this before as we talk about this, but in some ways, I think less change for those of us who have really small children than for a lot of other people. We are, of course, missing out on seeing family and stuff like that same as everybody but Mm -hmm. in terms of the day-to-day and the units of trying to fill the time my time is more than filled as far as i'm concerned (laughs) i am still just like just like as i was doing on february 13th 2020 i'm still every night checking my watch 50 times to see if it's bedtime yet (laughs) i remember that it's 6 47 my god please Oh, Is no. it seven thirty? Can it please? <laughs> can the clock please keep going faster? Can we have bath time for an hour and a half tonight? Oh, John, I remember it. I remember that so well. I'll never forget that feeling of just like, oh my god, why is the time moving so slowly? That is very temporary. I promise you, my friend. <laughs> I remember you, Brandon. We were talking one time about the awfulness of trying to play with a toddler, like play action figurines and stuff because they tell you that you're doing it wrong my daughter now we will we will play and we will have because of who she is she wants to have elaborate dramatic interpersonal interaction between (laughs) stuffed animals and stuff and what this turns into is not oh we're going to have improv time where you pretend to be this one and you pretend to be this one she will sit there and tell me everything that i'm supposed to say through this stuffed animal. And then if I get a little bit wrong, we'll go back and correct her. Like she's directing a terrible community theater play. (laughs) And it's just five minutes of that is the longest hour of your life. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I, I I don't feel like I'm filling the time, I guess is what I'm saying. Right. Well, and there's we're gonna be the people who either say it or bite our tongues. Well, John, yours might your kids might be a little bit too young, but I think I'm in the sweet spot of being those people five years from now or three years from now or whatever, and looking back on this and being like, you know, I miss a lot of elements of that terrible year. <laughs> I really, you know, I got to have lunch with my kids every day for months, 
and they're nine and six, so they're kind of the perfect age of like going. To, they're not gonna. I mean, sometimes they'll be complete pains in the asses, and they're fighting, and I have to scream at them on mute while I'm on a team's call, and <laughs> yeah, that shit happens. It's bad, but for the most part, I got to see them a ton, and we've had like open days. Like, what do we have Sunday? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. We will do whatever we want, and that doesn't that won't happen uh, ever again. So I'll probably be that person who either again says it and annoys other people, or I just have to pretend that there were parts of this that ended up actually, for my specific situation, being something I'll be nostalgic about. So that's also another just sort of weird element of all of this. It's still terrible. I mean, <laughs> still very very bad, but. Meanwhile, I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old, and the idea of an entire Sunday where I'm just stuck in the house with the kids still strikes oh. fear into my heart. Oh, oh my God! Please no. Yeah. You know what the worst? You know, the worst part of all, the worst thing about having a four-year-old and a one-year-old is trying to, in the winter time, get them in the car to do anything. Jesus, you yep. need you need no fewer than seven adults to get two children, one four-year-old old and one one-year-old into a car in less than 30 minutes trying to I don't know like why this is possible reach across your kid's car seat to like click the buckle and then trying to like somehow back yourself out of being into your own car is oh and my back to... was always like hurting <laughs> and i was just like i don't I, just don't even buckle this time fuck it yeah <laughs> just trying to trying to get the one-year-old to sit still so I can get his boots and his coat and his hat on while at the same time arguing with my four-year-old about whether she can put her own boots on is just this. It's just the most soul destroying process. And somehow no matter what room you're in doing that is not big enough. You're bumping into walls. You could be in a 50 foot by 50 foot entry entryway and still somehow it's too yeah. small of an area for this all to go down. And just wet mud and dirt. You you turn one way, you turn back. The one year old has firecrackers in his hand somehow. You don't even <laughs> you don't even have firecrackers in your house, How'd but you get he's got a lighter a and a bunch of firecrackers <laughs> and a handgun. Where did you get any of those things? What happened here? So you get that all sorted out and you turn around and the four year old's got a bazooka, got the car keys, and is putting the car in gear, and you got to run out in the street and try to direct traffic. So, well, and you put your coat on first, so now you are just drenched in sweat. You'd have to yeah. go shower at this point, right? Yeah. Ugh. Stu, don't you miss it? Nope. Um, I re- I'm reminded <laughs> of uh, the line in Dazed and Confused when um, Randall Pink Floyd says, If these are the best, if I ever consider my. Oh, shit. Too many beers. <laughs> Vaccinations. Uh. Vaccination. If I ever consider these the best days of my life, please kill me. So, yes, that is, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't miss that part at all. I, I, I don't. Yep. They were adorable. I loved them to tears. I don't miss it at all. Yeah, I'm the same. <sighs> well, have fun, John. Yep. Enjoy. I'm, I'm trying, man. Yeah, they're adorable. They're wonderful. I love them dearly. But man, it's a every day is like seven seven days put together. Just running out the clock every single day. Just, just running run out of the that four, clock. run of the four corners. You know, you're just totally Dean Smith in it. So, all right, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm out yeah. of words. Yeah. You guys have any parting shots? Um, can't wait to get a vaccination. I love I to. Can't I wait love to get vaccination. Um, if you guys want to do, a, speaking of destroying souls, we're gonna do 20 more minutes on the wolves. I think we probably got time. <laughs> <laughs> you know. The Daily Delivery Podcast may be every day, and it might only be 30 minutes, but I guarantee you they're not going to get 25 minutes in about the Wolves, followed by no way. 20 minutes about NHL COVID protocol. Not possible. No, no. time for that. No. We go long form. This is the long form version. Yep. We're going to rename it the Monthly Delivery. Just completely try to tie ourselves closely to that brand, just like Stu does with his Twitter name. Stay close I do... to Michael. I do notice that the the thing that I said I wanted to talk about with the Wild, which was the expansion draft next summer, we conveniently didn't have much time for that. Oh God! I noticed I, that that yeah. happened. Yeah. Well, we ha- I left you half a second uh, to bring that up. That's powered <laughs> right through. We didn't quite make it. It was we'll really it important time. that I talk about about a boy. That's such a relevant <laughs> topic. Just know that I just know that I see what you did there, and I appreciate you trying to help me. Yeah. I love listening back, um, speaking of that about a boy thing, I love listening back, and in my head I thought it was interesting, and then I listen and I'm like, that is the stupidest shit I've ever heard anybody say. And I said it. I was the one that no. said the stupidest Come thing on. I've ever heard. Be that nice happens. to yourself. Juan. No, it's, yeah. Quit picking up it my does friend happen. Brandon, Brandon. <laughs> There's a huge disparity, though, between something in your head and something actually said out loud. We can agree on that, right? Sometimes. Especially when we can't pronounce words. <laughs> Something we all struggle with from yes. time to time. There's a huge disparity. <laughs> all right. That was, all this right. was fun. This was actually a very good Saturday night. We have gotten through this Saturday night. And for those yeah. listening on Sunday, on Monday, whenever you're listening, we are now confident and we feel very good. We are on the upswing. It is only up from here. February 13th, 2021 was the worst day that we've lived through taking personal yep. things out out mm-hmm. in the world we're it's only talking about the timberwolves here this is <laughs> only referring to the timberwolves <laughs> referring to the wolves the best is yet to come yeah and positive someday we'll be right it's all 360s and slam dunk pointers guys we're good <laughs> <laughs> all right that'll do uh goodbye everybody right. thanks for listening 